so wipe those smiles off your faces. Hello and welcome to Do The Right Thing. We're at The Pleasance in Edinburgh and this is the podcast panel show that works out the best thing to do in any given situation. For example, what is the best way to fight a wolf? It is to fight a small wolf. <laughs> Not a big one, you'll never win. Fight a baby one. So let's meet the teams doing the right thing today. On. Oh, that's nice. She's not used to laugh. Oh, no. <laughs> On my right today, we have a man who has made online crying into the abyss popular again. It's Michael Legg. <laughs> and joining him, comedian, writer, and best legs in show business, Shappy Cor Sandy. <laughs> On my other side, my left, <laughs> yeah, <very good. laughs> of the hardest working actress in comedy, or at least that's what she tells her two-year-old when she goes down the slot machines, <laughs> Margaret Cable-Smith. <laughs> and finally, historian, musician and some pub landlord thing, it's Al Murray. <laughs> so, our first round is the importance of being right. The importance of Ian Wright? Being right. The importance of being right. In this round, I'm going to give each team a highly likely scenario and they have to tell me what they would do to get out of it. And to decide if they're doing the right thing, I will be referring to my expert source material, the internet. (laughs) Michael and Shaffer, you first. Her Majesty, the Queen, is an avid fan of your work, Michael. She loves your blog and she is a Kindle subscriber and everything. (laughs) And thus, she has invited you to a right swanky dinner party. Unfortunately, it's on the same day as your anniversary and you've promised your wife a romantic night together in Hong Kong. You've booked with Travelocity, you won't get your deposit back. What is the correct way to respond to the Queen according to debretts.com? None of this sounds like me. <laughs> what was the last bit? I went, all I heard was Hong Kong, and then I actually heard my wife in my head. Yeah, by fucking time you took me to Hong Kong. <laughs> The Queen has invited you to a lovely dinner party. Yeah, no, you this don't is fine. Want to this... go. So what do you do? Well, see, I would slightly feel I would have to go because I would be letting my dad down. Because uh, my dad's a massive royalist. Uh, is I thought your se- dad liked Dave Gorman. Yeah, my dad does. My dad more than <laughs> likes Dave Gorman. Uh, my, my dad's favourite comedian is Dave Gorman. That's quite hard, isn't it, when you're a comedian? <laughs> There's no photographs of me in my parents' house. No, no photographs of me. Uh, there might be someone to draw somewhere that they spit in occasionally. But uh, there's none in frames. There's like framed photographs of the grandchildren. I totally get that. Framed photographs of like my parents when they were 19. I get that. But there's also a framed photograph of my dad and Dave Gorman. <laughs> I fucking hate Dave Gorman. I want to find 52 Dave Gormans and fucking shoot them. <laughs> And one of them is Dave Gorman. I'm going to get I'm going to Google whack him in the fucking teeth. Chappie, if you were invited to dinner with the Queen, but you didn't want to go, what would you do? Like, what could... Well, I don't know. What could be better to do? Then have dinner with the Queen. Have dinner with Her Majesty the Queen. With Michael's wife. (laughs) I met the Queen once. And yeah, you didn't get the round of applause you were expecting, did you? No, I know, what, no. What's saying? And I met her once when she opened up Ealing Broadway Shopping Centre, and she doesn't. What? <laughs> Not showing off. Ealing. I live in Ealing, 
And she opened up Ealing Broadway <laughs> Shopping Centre. And ever since then, I felt a real affinity to the royal family. <laughs> but my mum uh, made me have a Diana haircut. And on, like, say, like, on you... Yeah. Danielle, it would look really cute, but on me, I look like a Lego man. So, I am... Um, I don't know, she doesn't... Which Lego man? <laughs> the policeman? The bulimic one. The bulimic one. <laughs> Shappy's done Arthur Smith's... Um, Pissed-up chat show. <laughs> Just to warn you. I've been breathalyzed. I'm five times over the legal limit to talk. <laughs> Surely you've met the Queen. I've met the Queen uh, many times. In fact, but a friend of mine was put in this exact situation where he was told he had to go and have dinner with Prince Charles and he didn't want to. This friend of mine's dad, who's an expert in... Was he a famous friend? Tell us who he is. No, 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 no. It's a bloke called um, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) The Phil? No, not the Phil. Shay Phil. Anyway, Phil's dad is an expert in mushrooms, right? And Prince Charles's office rang him up and said, His Royal Highness would like to have lunch with you to talk about mushrooms. And Phil's dad's like, well, I'm not coming. And they said, well, he wants to have lunch with you tomorrow. And he said, well, I can't come. I'm, not, I'm busy. I'm doing something. He said, well, you're having lunch with Prince Charles tomorrow. And we'll pick you up at 9 o'clock and you're coming for lunch. So anyway, Rolls-Royce appears at house, drives as fast as it possibly could to Heathrow Airport, put him on a plane, flew to Edinburgh, he got off, they drove all the way to Balmoral as fast as they could in a Rolls-Royce. He got put in a Land Rover, and the Land Rover went bouncing out across into the middle of Balmoral, and there's Prince Charles stood there fishing in a stream. Ah, hello, Phil's dad. I can't remember Phil's dad's name. Hello, Phil's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Mr Phil. And they talk about mushrooms for an hour and a half, and then Prince Charles goes, what about a spot of luncheon? I don't do impressions. And they, <laughs> they get back in the Land Rover and they drive to this tiny cottage and they open the door and in there's the Queen and the Queen Mother <laughs> just sat in this cottage and no-one says a word to, <laughs> to anyone. Phil's dad's thinking, what the fuck is this? Were they in rollers, like their hair all, like, done No, no, they were, like, in scarves, all sort of in max and, oh. you know, outdoor kit. And then a bloke comes through the door with a silver platter and, and, uh, listen to the thing, and it's, it's a rack of lamb. And Phil goes, ah, oh, brilliant, lamb chops. And the Queen Mother goes, cutlets. And that's all, <laughs> and that's all she said. <laughs> and, he got, and then they put him back in the Land Rover, drove him to the gate, put him in the Rolls Royce, put him on the plane, and he was back at home by 7 o'clock that evening because he had to go and have lunch with Prince Charles. Very correct. It is a royal command. Have to go. It's yeah, a royal command, yeah. yeah. The only way you can get out of it is by pretending to be ill or dead. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret and Al, uh, this one's for you. You see some strange bright lights in the sky. Being rational, you assume it's a plane or perhaps a gauche disco. But you are wrong. It's a UFO, and they want to take you on board and possibly stick things up your bottom, though we shouldn't assume that that is racist. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do if, if an alien came to approach you? According to the worst-case scenario, according survival... To and to <laughs> com, what, You have to go, apparently. According to a book... <laughs> you're not allowed to do anything. I'm the only one without any royal contacts, apparently, on this whole fucking battleship. Get over yourself. <laughs> I'm double-barrelled. Uh, <laughs> do you believe in aliens, Sorry, Margaret? Um, Vaguely, yeah. Is that a Catholic thing? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We're just taught to believe. We're taught to believe anything anyone says. That's the, that's the rule with Catholicism. I give um, you. I give you a hint. I... Do you think you should hit the alien with a massive brick or remain calm? I could. I could Can hit him with a brick. Yeah, I could hit yeah. him with a brick calmly. Really calm. <laughs> Hit him with a very calm brick. I'm just really not keen on on anal. I mean, I'll go... uh... What? (laughs) Is that the only thing you're putting you on? (laughs) 
to be paired on a panel show with someone who is into anal. That's in Al Murray's contract. That's the only thing on my rider. <laughs> My, uh, no, so we're, we're not... All right, we My, can't... You have to do one or the other, you say? Yeah, either hit it with a brick or remain calm. Oh, remain calm. calm. Yeah, that is the right answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard. <laughs> uh, according to the Worst Case Scenario Guidebook, you remain calm, ask the alien to leave you alone. If it doesn't, punch it in the eyes. <laughs> what like are a its shark. eyes? Which bit are its eyes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be giving it anal by accident. <laughs> Punch it in the eye. No, less than it deserves. <laughs> I don't know. I, wouldn't it be brilliant if there were aliens? Because I, I would love to see a ghost or an alien. Just one ghost to go, wow, there's more to life than getting up in Amazon the morning and... and yeah, and cornflakes. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird thing with ghosts, though, because... A oh, lot they are weird. The... <laughs> what have they got against Pac-Man? The... <laughs> They're the real racists. <laughs> It's all right to be racist. Ghosts, they come over ghost. to our dimension. <laughs> they take our yellow disc. Well, I was just, yeah, because the thing is, a lot, the, the creepiest ghosts are the child ghosts in haunted films. There's always like a creepy child. Haunted films? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, do you know that bit in Three Men and the Baby? Yeah, I know. It's where no. there's a curtain and then there's a creepy kid just no, behind the curtain. It's not a creepy it's kid. Not. It's, it's a, a creepy it's, kid, Carol. No. It, don't call me Carol just because you went to sixth form college with my sister. Please try not to bring that up. It's really weird. <laughs> we abandoned this. It was sort of, yeah. Why don't, hang on, why don't you get ghost toddlers? You do get them. No, you don't get a load of little baby toddling. You don't get ghost, or ghost um, cripples. <laughs> Please, can we move you on? You don't get ghost down syndrome. Oh my God. That is so offensive. <laughs> That is so offensive. What are you that's the other thing that's on my rider. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? Goes down and we like <laughs> anal. There's this lovely guy who comes to see my Edinburgh show every year, and he has Down syndrome. And he came to my show recently, and he stood. You know, like when you go to the Pleasance, even if it's raining, they make you wait outside. Anyway, so this guy came inside, and the guy at the door goes, "Oh, you're not supposed to be inside." And this um, guy said, oh, no, no, I was told to come inside. And then he sort of looked at me and he goes, Shabby, did you see my little white line? I went, no, and he goes, oh, it's just because I've got Down syndrome, people don't question <laughs> what I say. I can do any old shit and I get away with it. <laughs> and you would, and you totally That's would. That's fucking benefit fraud. <laughs> Moving on. I think at the end of that round, points to Margaret's team. Yay! Justice! This next round is agony. <laughs> this round is agony, like the last round. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each team a, a real problem from a newspaper or off of the internet, and everybody has to work out what advice they think the Agony Aunt gave. So, Margaret, you're going to read out <clears throat> one first? Yes. Dear Agony Aunt, I'm very worried about my two lovely grandchildren. The problem is my daughter-in-law. She is what we used to call in my day a hippie. It started with her just refusing to feed them meat, then she cut out fish, and now they're all vegan. Or so she thinks. 
snacks. <laughs> when the kids come here, they beg me for sweets, ice cream, and proper milk. So I cook them up some good Italian food. I'm originally Italian, all right. She's a now found out what I've been up to <laughs> and told me that unless I stick to her vegan rules, she won't let me see my grandchildren ever again. <laughs> Michael, what advice do you think was given? Uh, I would hang her by the neck until she was dead. Yeah, I, I, no, if, if, if those kids are being brought up vegan, then that's exactly how they should be brought up. Like, everyone should be brought up vegan. Oh, no. Because being... Yeah. yeah. That's good. You're proper vegan? I mean, really fucking vegan. I mean, really fucking fucking vegan, because I'm like, really... Like, you wouldn't take an apple that belonged to a dog, say. <laughs> no, exactly. No. That's veganism. Yeah. That's no. true veganism. No. You wouldn't. I checked this earlier. Yeah. Okay, so if you think if their parents want to bring them up vegan, then everyone else in their life should bring them up vegan. What would yeah. you say then if, like, say my parents were atheists and yet I could look, watch this. We plough the fields and scatter the good seed on the land. Because Money I didn't give a shit. Is fed and by God's almighty hand. And my point is, my parents had enough faith in their own thing to, you know, be cool about that shit. But you, you can't possibly equate religious beliefs to veganism because <laughs> animals exist and God does not. Do you want to know what the answer was from the agony, Aunt Michael? <laughs> See how close you were? Yep. She says, do get them checked by a doctor, but you never know, they might be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter-in-law clearly sees you as an interfering granny who won't play to her rules. However, it's also possible that she has mental health problems. <laughs> wow! <laughs> This was Barbara Jacobs, who gives advice to everybody in North London. Uh, wow. Michael, can you read your problem out? Dear Agony Aunt, am I in love with my mother? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been in a few relationships, but no one, not even my current girlfriend, compares to my mum for affection, attitude and sex appeal. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, I've sometimes imagined having sex with mother while in bed with my girlfriend. If you edit this out so this is all I've said... <laughs> is it signed Jack Whitehall? <laughs> is it normal for a son to think of his mother sexually? I feel really confused. Should I tell her about my feelings? I'm doing a show every day with my dad at the Pleasant's Courtyard. <laughs> the last bit's not on. Al, what would your advice be? <laughs> for this? It's, it's totally normal. Really? Um, well, you know, that's wrong. <laughs> I've just seen a picture of his mum. Oh, oh, yeah. It's all, it's all right for me to think about his mum while I'm having sex with my girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. OK, so it's, some of it's OK if, it, if it's not him doing it. He's got to... That guy's got to go get help. He's got to talk to a counsellor. He's got to reprogram mm. himself sexually. Yeah. He's, got yeah. to... He's got to buy her flowers, take her out for dinner. <laughs> Just maybe, maybe just, just once, just to get it out of his system. <laughs> and well, then... That often works, doesn't it? <laughs> and then yeah, kill yeah. his dad and blind himself. <laughs> that's that's oh, what we call ancient oh, Greek. Oh. Goblin page. Wow, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Double yeah, barrel. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs>
actual advice was, you can never be your mother's actual lover. You should go and find someone else. Would <laughs> <laughs> you got paid for that? <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna test like proper problems now because these were obviously horrific. We asked the audience on the way in to write down some of their own problems, and I'm gonna ask you, the panel, to give your best advice. So we've got Alice here. Alice over there. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get you the. Because Alice's problem was, I accidentally agreed to go on a date with a boy I really don't fancy. Is he here? <laughs> I really don't fancy. How do I get out of it? Why did you agree to go out with him? Um, I kind of got accidentally tricked into it. Not tricked, but, hey, would you like to see this film? Well, yes, I would like to see this film. Hypothetically. Oh, no. <laughs> that was... You were asking me out. And then I'm a polite girl, so I... What's the film? No, go on. No, go on. What's <clears throat> Oh, it was the in-betweeners. <laughs> so at least not Spy Kids name. 4D. <laughs> really awful. You don't fancy him? No. But you like the same kind of films? You like the same kind of stuff? You're polite, he's polite. Come on. <laughs> he's not polite, he's manipulative. Oh, what a he's scheming bastard. Do you want to go to the cinema? <laughs> what a fucking villain. Evil, evil. <laughs> I mean, that's the modern day equivalent of tying a woman to the fucking train tracks, isn't it? <laughs> Shaki, have you got any advice for this? How do you let down a man who you don't fancy? Um, snog his brother in front of him. I find that that helps. Um, do you know what I did once with a guy that asked me out and I didn't want to go out with him and I, I stood him up and then the next day he bumped into me at Ealing Broadway Shopping oh Centre and he said, Shappy, and I looked around and I went, oh, God, everyone calls me Shappy. Shappy's my sister. <laughs> We're twins. And I had this imaginary twin called Shardy. <laughs> that's, uh, my advice would be pretend to be your own twin. <laughs> Is that going to work for you? I think, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, this Alex. is the first ever. <laughs> we have another one from Ben. Is Ben here? Ben Where? with the poo problem. <laughs> Which Ben's that? <laughs> <laughs> You're lovely, Daniel. Ben has asked, what precautions can I take to prevent embarrassment when having a poo at my girlfriend's mum's house? <laughs> Panel. How often do you have to have poos at their mum's house? Quite often. <laughs> Are you living there? No. You go around there to do your poo? No. I'm, I'm fairly regular. And so... Kind of <laughs> so are. What kind of if I'm round there, when flirt. what kind of embarrassment are you seeking to avoid? Being the splashback. The splashback. Splash splash well, smells. Well, what you do, right? Before you do the poo, you just line it with loo yeah. paper to deader than the fall. So it goes right, <laughs> and then before you, yeah. <laughs> and the the trick is. <laughs> Ow, I, I thought went. you didn't do impressions. <laughs> I'm here with a poo problem. Sorry, sorry. Back now, to the, the trick problem. is, Ben, right, when you flush, don't wait for it to fall in to flush. Do it so you flush when your poo is midway, so it goes immediately. Immediately, and always keep a door open and a can of Febreze about your person at all times. Keep the door open? <laughs> don't, uh, my sister did once... Um, Carol. Carol, yes. <laughs> uh, did once throw a poo out of a window to... <laughs> 
because a guy that she fancied was coming round and she didn't want him to see it. But it did, it did, it did, it did genuinely land on a glass roof. Um, yeah. She should be on this, she really should, I know. Does that help at all, Ben? Definitely, I, I, I'll, I'll use all of them. Throw it out. All the ideas. Not the glass roof. No, not that one. No. Round of applause for Ben, everybody. Very. And because uh, this is on the internet, if anybody out there in the world wants our advice or wants to give us some <laughs> advice, then email us at rightthing1 at gmail.com and you never know, Michael Leg might call you a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right, round three is Ask the Expert. Ask, 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 ask. In this round, we get an expert guest and give them scenarios and the panel have to guess what they, an expert, would do in them. So please, a round of applause for Honey Wild, who's our expert today. Woo! And Honey, you're a burlesque performer. Yes. Yes. I was expecting a woo. Woo! You've yeah. performed, you've got a tribute to Margaret Thatcher, haven't you? I do, yes. You just, what does that involve? It involves me being Margaret Thatcher circa about 1980, stripping to a Union Jack bikini, and it involves whipping a member of the audience and rule Britannia. And did people get turned on? You know, when I first started doing the act, I thought that that was never going to be the case, and people talked about the whole thing about, you know, thinking of Margaret Thatcher to stop yourself from coming. And then the That never works. (laughs) Well... (laughs) The second time I did the act, somebody came up to me afterwards, he was about 20, and said, I love your act. And then he offered to pay me £500 if I would sleep with him dressed as Margaret Thatcher. Did you do it? (laughs) I I thought about it and then said, how about a 1000 Typical fucking Thatcher. I know. (laughs) But I was was in character, so... So um, before we set our scenarios, you have one minute panel to quiz Honey... (laughs) find out how her brain works and then see if you can decipher her answers. So ask her anything you like. Okay, so um, burlesque, <laughs> is it a, quite an acrobatic um, art form? No. Okay. Have you ever thrown a poo out of a window? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you're even thinking about it. That says enough. Probably not. I can't okay. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Michael, have you got any question for Honey? Yeah, what is your fantasy pin number? <laughs> <laughs> My fantasy pin number. Quicker. Yes. 6969. Well, this has got confusing. <laughs> right, so scenario number one. Um, this is for Honey. Okay. So what do you think? You turn up for a gig, but you realise you've forgotten your nipple tassels. The venue manager loves burlesque but hates the sight of nipples and will fire you on the spot if he sees one. You're due on stage. What is the best swiftly grabbed replacement in this situation? Michael. I don't think it is me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could possibly be a replacement. There's only one of them. It was really lovely of you to offer, honey. (laughs) But I don't think I'm the man for the job. What would you grab to Um, cover your uh, nips? Plasters and pubes. (laughs) <laughs> Just off the top Why do you need the pubes? Why do you need them? Yeah. For decorative... <laughs> you need something to, to actually swivel, don't you? You know, it's an art. <laughs> to replace the tassels. Plasters oh, oh, are no good. Oh, okay. They're not sexy. Uh, Socks. 
Gaffer tape a sock to each nipple. <laughs> Jackpot, you're on stage now. <laughs> Have you ever forgotten your nipple tassels? Yes, many times. And um, what did you use? Uh, business cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, people don't look at my face once I've got these out, so I might as well, you know, market myself another way. <laughs> the other thing I've done is glitter my nipples. Well, how, how do you, you stick? How do you, how do, you do that? <laughs> <laughs> With um, glue. Is there with a glue? brush glue. I can hold to put on the glue? You sound just like some of my audience. <laughs> do you use glue do anal? Or... Oh, Christ! It's on the rider! OK, so this next scenario is you step on stage to perform your celebrated Margaret Thatcher routine mm -hmm. and you feel your merkin detach and fall to the floor. <laughs> Must the show go on or is it time to abort? What is the right thing to do in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, didn't you used to wear a merkin? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a real one, though. It was just a... What do you mean it wasn't a real one? <laughs> well... A merkin was... is a merkin is it... a merkin. No, 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 it was, it was a face beard sewn to a leotard. <laughs> oh. It's not the same thing. It was a sort of nude suit that had, like, it was a leotard that had buttons sewn on it, which a friend of mine, in fact, the director of the show kept calling my fat suit, which is very <laughs> insulting to go, no, that's my body. That's just my body. It's not a fat suit, it's a leotard. No. Sorry, that's so just getting a bit No one knows now. what to do. No one knows what to do if a merkin falls off. Well, you reach down, grab it, stick it back on. What if one of what? the audience has snaffled it away uh. as a souvenir? That happens. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you got a spare hidden somewhere? Secreted? Can I, uh, I'm, by the time I get to a merkin, I've taken everything off. There's only really one place I can keep a spare, and I, it's just not that big. <laughs> Everybody's just a bit confused. What did you do in this situation? I just don't... I have a handbag because I'm Thatcher, and Thatcher always carries a handbag, mm. so in that situation, I would just cover it discreetly with my handbag. Right. For Honey Wild. Woo! Right, this last round is called Do the Wrong Thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. That's right. We don't want to ask people what the right thing to do is anymore. We're sick, we're twisted. We want to know what the wrong thing to do in each situation is. And if you can out-wrong each other, that's even better. Extra points for that. So, this is the first thing. What is the wrong thing to do in this situation? You pop round to visit your elderly neighbour, only to find him taking his last breath. He asks you to hold him. You do this. He thinks you're his wife and kisses you. What is the wrong thing to do? Anal. <laughs> Can anybody out-wrong anal on an old, dying man? <laughs> Ask him to have STD tests first. <laughs> <laughs> and then anal. <laughs> then anal. If you have the time. And then dump him. <laughs> Do you know what? Carol, he's not fucking calling me my sister's name. I will take you outside and shoot you. <laughs> Michael, you can have this one. You're walking in a secluded park and find the recently deceased body of Piers Morgan. Oh. What is the wrong thing to do? Oh, I think it'd be wrong to share it with the press immediately. Just take it home and enjoy it. <laughs> How about, yeah, conduct a really boring interview with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Try and make it cry. Yeah. After the third ad break. Yeah. Wear his skin. 
think that wins. One morning you wake up to find you possess all the superpowers of Superman, but none of his moral wetness. What is the wrong thing to do? Well, I love the idea that morality is in some way wet. <laughs> Superman yeah, is a loser. Pathetic. Yeah. No, Superman's a total dork. Absolutely, he's a dick. He's a complete dickhead. Yeah. What? He's, he's like God and he does fuck all. So what would you do with his powers? Um, oh, I'd burn the moon. I'd do something... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You see a tiny orphan sat alone at the side of the road. Kill it. <laughs> Move on. Ben, That's who's the won? That's right thing to do. Ben, who's won this? Uh, the winners are Margaret and Al. Oh, Yay! come on. Come on. Burn the moon with your eyes. <laughs> That's what we're going to do to celebrate. Yeah. Well, that is the end of uh, Do the Right Thing. <laughs> Really slick. Do the right thing, Peter Shappy or Sandy. Al Murray. Carol Cabon Smith. And Michael Legg. It was hosted by me, Danielle Ward. I thought of it because I'm great. At Whip Producer Ben, of course. Martin White for the music. Thanks to the Pleasants for keep clapping for fuck's sake. <laughs> Thanks to the Pleasants for having us. To Goose CG, Choir Diddy, Sergeant Tibbs, and Zoe Fell for helping out. Do the right thing with a Fuzz production for the internet. Good night.